We go to work, and when we're off, we whine about our day. We sip our cares away, and you can do the same, cause you're in a safe place when you're whining with nurses. Hello. Hello. <laughs> hello, hello. Welcome to Whining with, with Nurses. I'm Sarah Hidgey. I'm Kat. I'm Jen. And I'm Jenny. What? Two Jens? That's yeah. confusing. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> what the fuck? Hold the phones. But Who are you? I'm Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny, where are you from? Where are you visiting from? Um, I live in San Diego. I'm a neuro ICU nurse. Woo. Come up to hang out with Sarah every year for her birthday. I knew who Jenny was. She's one of my besties. <laughs> She's our special guest today. She's a special guestie. Very special. Yes. <laughs> so this is a podcast uh, by nurses, for nurses, or whoever wants to effing listen, listen to this. Uh, <laughs> Sarah's been wine tasting yeah, today. Yeah, we're going to hear about that a little bit. <laughs> I've already had some wine today. We're going to tell you a bunch of stuff that you might already know or you might not know, and you might find it interesting if you have a body or a head. <laughs> or a head. Or a tail. Or taste buds. So we're going to open some wine, we're going to taste it, we're going to talk about it some, and we're going to try and tell you what it tastes like, but we're not very good at that. We've realized we're going to talk about it more. Right? Yes. Right, guys? That's the focus. Yeah. Woo, woo. More wine yeah. tasting. <laughs> Hopefully you haven't messed up your palate too much today. Uh, okay. uh, no, she's just getting it warmed up. Oh, good. Okay. So did <laughs> so you, you guys get the, everything. Did you guys get this wine tasting or? No. 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 I got this last week and I was like oh, yeah. thinking about, oh, well, I brought this as an option last week and uh, Takeshi chose the red. So this is what's left over. Oh. <laughs> the red that he didn't like. <laughs> this is called Wild Thing Viognier and it's 2016. It's from Placer County. And the reason I picked this is because it's from Placer County. That's where I go rafting all the time. Uh, we start in Placerville pretty frequently. And that's, that's why I picked it. Also, it's a really pretty bottle. I was going to say. It's super pretty. I always pick wine I by like the bottles. the flowers. Yeah, and the you names. Know, they say you're not supposed to do that like a book I by its know. cover, but really. Sometimes it works. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the Frida Rosé that you got? That was oh, yeah. delicious and beautiful. And it was pretty. That's why I picked it. I think you guys <laughs> should put up a picture of that on. Yeah, I was actually looking because I wanted to buy it. I was like, oh, I just yeah. really visual. I just yes. <laughs> put a picture. Oh, we really should good. take a picture. We have a second bottle of this. We should take a picture take a picture before we drink it all. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I mean, the bottle will still be there. It will, but... <laughs> it looks cooler. It's not the that. same when it's so. empty. But you have two of them. <laughs> there you go. It says it has intriguing aromas of juicy mango and profuse Ooh. white flowers. Oh, profuse white flowers. Sing the praises of this vibrant tropical delight. Perfect for sushi and summer sipping. Ooh. Mm. All the stuff I can't more on that later. <laughs> Sucks to me. Wait, why not? More on that later. Why can't you have any? <laughs> so this yeah, one, Jen. it's not going to pop open. Here, listen to this. Oh yeah, this is a twisty. Oh. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Slightly less romantic. Oh, yeah. Here we go. I've actually seen this bottle for years and oh, I've yeah. never... Tried Where did you get it though? Have any of you tried it? I have bottle no, barn. I have not. Oh, bottle barn. <laughs> they have the good stuff. Bottle barn. <laughs> so, how's your all's week been? What's been going on? Or oh, weekend? It's been, been nurses' going on, days Jen. off. Oh, should I make my special announcement? <laughs> yeah. I think oh, it's time. I? I think yeah. we need to just do it. 
Okay, it's time. So literally the day we first started recording, I found out I was pregnant. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, we were trying, but basically that puts a big damper on the drinking of the wine for our podcast. So I I just have to to be jelly. (laughs) (laughs) That first day I did, I had a little rosé and I'm like, I'm sick, but really I was pregnant. I was knocked up. So <laughs> you can smell it. Yeah, I just smell things and wish. And I, I was not in the third trimester. Down. I'll probably do a little tasting with you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Once the brains are ready. Yeah. Cheers to that. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers to you, so, baby. Yeah, about twelve weeks now. So well, I just have to go another so twenty. We only got <laughs> twenty-seven. Two more months. You're almost there. Damn. Yeah. I know. So I've like had like. Halfway. I forget kind of the stage, but if you already had your first you had a DD ultrasound and yes. two months. So at six weeks, they won't even see you until like six weeks. Right. And then they go and it's crazy. The heart's already started beating. That's so nice. Yeah. Oh and gosh. then I was feeling too good. So I went back a couple of weeks later. <laughs> I made the nurse see me. Yeah. <laughs> like, are things still I'm like, okay? something's wrong. <laughs> I feel too good. <laughs> and she's like, everything's fine. And then I went back last week. Are you still yeah. running and stuff? Yeah, a little bit. Sarah and I did the 10K on 4th oh, yeah. of July, but we went really slow because I'm like really tired these days. Yeah. Did she know at that point or when did she you did. tell Sarah? I did. I, I told Sarah like right after we did the first podcast. Oh my Because she's like, she's going to be on to me for not drinking. I can't pretend forever. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so Also exciting. the running because Jen's super competitive and she's way faster than I am. So it would have been really weird for us to run the 10K at the same speed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah, gosh I was dying you know what, though, Jen like I've heard that like you should do whatever you do in your normal life like if yeah. you do yoga or horseback mm-hmm. riding or whatever oh, yeah. like just keep doing your normal they life they say do that but then once First, you're pregnant as possible it's exhausting is it it's oh. exhausting yeah I could barely move even today I got up and I'm like I feel good and then an hour later I had to go back to bed so <laughs> for an hour long nap. <laughs> Damn, baby's draining all it your is. energy. That first trimester <laughs> is really hard, I heard. So how hopefully in the next couple weeks. Being a nurse and pregnant, like your shifts and smells and all that. Oh yeah, there's it hasn't been too bad so far, but a couple smells, you you're just way more you have a better sense of smell when mm-hmm. you're pregnant. So you can smell every little thing. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what is that? Smell it across the hallway. Mm-hmm. Are you identifying then, C. diff at this point? I am. <laughs> I am. And also the good news is I don't have to take care of those patients. Oh, oh. and the patients that no are CMV ISO. positive. Do you guys test for that? What? The, the herpes simplex. Oh, no, we don't. Yeah. So hmm. at UCSD, we will not assign a nurse a patient that's CMV positive. Really? Mm-hmm. If they're pregnant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, so that's, that's something one. to like think of too. Yeah, but. is that the virus that you get from cat poop? No, that's toxoplasmosis. No. Oh, yeah. yeah, I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. no, you're <laughs> talking about cardiomegalovirus. Yeah. Sarah, you don't <laughs> get herpes from cat poop. Yeah, your cat can't give you herpes. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, yeah, it's more like a herpes. It's more like a herpes type virus. That, okay, like it's yeah. I never knew about it until I had coworkers that were. But pregnant. I mean, what is it? I don't, I don't, I don't really know. Oh. I just, I just know that I've had coworkers that were pregnant and we're like, okay. oh, we can't give these patients to Yeah, it's kind of crazy because yeah. there's some, we had a shingles patient and we weren't oh, isolating her, but I was like, like I'm not taking care of her and Hell everyone was no. like, yeah, that's fine. Oh, we should explain yeah. shingles real quick. Oh yeah, go ahead. Does anybody know really well how you get um, it? Well, you have to have had chicken pox. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And it is a herpes. Yeah. And not shingles? Yeah. Really? Takeshi's had shingles. Yeah. Takeshi, oh, you're I'm such sorry. a good example for our podcast. Always. Exactly. <laughs> because it's latent in you, pretty much, right? And then did you get stressed out or what oh. caused it that you got it? I got over med I over medicated myself <laughs> with um what's it called? Um antibiotics oh. and so everything else. Yeah. Oh man. Uh. Yeah. Well anyway, but I'm to get to shingles. Up, I don't really understand. It's like there's the herpes simplex type one and so type two. It's pink eye, right? That's what you said? Yeah, there's what? so many things. What's oh, yeah. from cats? Oh, I thought you said like- You yeah. get it from cats? <laughs> no, you get taxoposmosis from cats. Yeah, yeah that's from their poop. And, and then like- If the pink- cat farts on your pillow. <laughs> Isn't that a person? <laughs> oh, cytomegalovirus. Yeah, or yeah, they, they, they get the shit crystals on there, okay. on your pillow. The shit. Is it only cats? I've yeah, heard it's people yeah, because it's people there's too. in movies. But, you get, but in movies, they do that where people fart on your pillow and then they're like, you gave me pink eye, dude. Ew. I only hear about people getting pink eye from kids. <laughs> oh, that's because you're in a different world, Jim. I've never had pink eye. I don't plan to get it. You never had it? No. Oh, I had it when I was a little kid and my mm, eyes wouldn't open. I had, I had to like pick the crusties yeah. off my eyes before they would open. That's gross. You had it in both eyes? Uh, I can't it's just remember. One eye. Okay. And thank God you didn't know about oh. STDs at that age because it was like, <laughs> real scary. I'm sure it was just bacterial from all the little kids not wiping their hands, washing their hands yeah. after going to the bathroom, including me. <laughs> yeah. Probably. I wasn't Ew. a nurse then. I wasn't as a. I'm trying know, to look it up, but I'm not a lay person. Hand washing. <laughs> <laughs> now we know too much. Now okay. I'm all about the hand washing. So, shingles. Yeah. Did oh, we explain yes. it? No, let's okay, go back. So, I'm someone has had to, to have had chickenpox, mm-hmm. and then later in your life, you can't have had the vaccine. So, you had to have an active virus of chickenpox, and then later in your life, it will come back mm-hmm. and. Uh, present itself as an adult with shingles. So it's a big old rash that follows your um, the yeah. dermatome line. Present yeah, itself right. as yeah. an adult. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, You're exactly right. It follows the dermatome yeah. line. Mom so it follows and dad, the dermatome. I'm back and I have a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> Take me seriously. I'm an adult now. No, it's really, really painful because it, sh- it follows yeah. the dermatome lines, which I think are like your nerve lines. I still have the scars from it too. Oh, yeah. Do you? Do Can you? you show us? <laughs> it's fucking, it's disgusting. It oh. looks like, mm. um, how can I explain it? Why don't you just show us? You know blisters? It looks like a bunch of blisters. Mm-hmm. Just like they're all just blown out. Yeah, so think how bad it feels to have blisters and then like on yeah, your yeah. nerves. I got them all over uh, I got you. them like, when I was like, 20. Oh. On your back or something weird. It was in like, my, it's in, on my inner thigh. Oh, oh. yeah. That's a really so a tough place. fucking gross. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we don't want to see it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why isn't he answering me? Yeah. Okay. Right. So, but if you're like over 60 and you've had chicken pox, you should get the shingles vaccination, right? Because that can prevent shingles. Yeah. Don't they have a vaccination? Yes. If you're over 60, they do. Yes. you can get a vaccination. Why is it only over 60, though? No, I think you're Because I think that's when you're out. at risk yeah. for it. Yeah. You know, uh, or if you're immunocompromised. Weird, like, weird age yeah, I was thinking most people can. Yeah, yeah, some people, young people I know, get it, though. I've heard way younger patients get it. Like, when I worked in a yeah, clinic. I think that's a newer newer thing that newer, yeah. I think newer they used people to think, are getting it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But now they have the, you know, chicken pox vaccine. So hopefully that prevents... 
all that, I guess. Yeah. Right. Except for anti-vaxxers. Then what they do is they just get all their kids together. And oh, you have a chicken pot. Okay. I still agree yeah. with that because yeah. we, it's like a rite of we passage. We did that? Yeah. Yes. Oh, we, we all bath. had to go you through that. You had a shit. chicken pox <laughs> party? Powder? I didn't, I didn't actually go to chicken pox parties because I got it. Like one time <laughs> I was at the party. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> probably. They I all like, came for Jenny. Jumping yeah. up and down on my mom's bed. And she goes, let me look at your butt right there. And my little butt cheek. She was like, Yay, you have chicken pox. <laughs> and it was like super exciting. But I was like, this is horrible. Is it really exciting? <laughs> I don't know. And then she like put oven mitts on my hands. And then I couldn't scratch and it was itching so bad. Oh, my God. <laughs> but now that I look back on it, I was like, I mean, I get it why she was excited. Because I was like six years old and she was like, yes. You got it before you went to kindergarten. Like, I'm so mm-hmm. glad. Like, this is a good age. Yeah, this is a good age to get it. Yes. And we caught it early and, like, just, I don't know. I just remember having, like, oven mitts on my hands oh and my trying God. to scratch she actually did all that. the time. Yeah. That was, like, on that Friends episode. <laughs> did, she, did, uh, do you guys have, do you guys, have, so we've all had it. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, do you guys have scars? Like, mine is right in the middle really? of my forehead. Oh, no, no, I don't have any. No, I don't, don't have any scars. She was a scratcher. <laughs> That's what they always said, that if you scratch, you're going to have scars and it's going to be real bad. Well, it's itchy. I don't care. It's itchy. My cousin has the exact same chicken pock mark in the middle of a story, just like I do. It's really bizarre. It's uh, bindi. So they were on our face. (laughs) I've called it that. spiritual. Yeah, it's a spiritual bindi. I don't remember them being all over the face. That's That's the red mark that- That's the good news about being five. Huh? The good news about being five when you had them is you just oh, yeah. forget about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, because I heard if you got it as an adult, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So how does it work that like if you, because I was thinking like it's good to like get it and have that immunity to it. But now they say it's better if you don't get it because then you don't get shingles. Is that mm-hmm. like, I don't, know. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Like sometimes I think like, Maybe it's better. Like you had chicken pox, you deal with it, and like you have the immune boost. Mm-hmm. But also, like, mm-hmm. does that prevent if you get the um, oh, the injection? Man. Does it prevent you from getting shingles too? I think so. Does it? <laughs> <laughs> so then, yeah. So, so yeah. does it work? So like, if you can, get, I don't. If I don't you can think get the so. vaccine before you get it. Then you never. Oh, I think you shingles. won't get it. Yeah. So it's like a lifetime. No, but so why would anybody not want to do that? Because I think if you've already had the live virus, that's what happens. So it's say it stays dormant, it's dormant. and it can come yeah. out. So if you've already had it, the vaccine's not going to do anything. Oh right? yeah. Because all the vaccine protects against is not getting chickenpox virus in the first place. Mm, if you've right. already gotten it, it's already dormant. So the vaccine will do nothing to help like prevent shingles. Right. It's not, it's because it's getting it in the first place. But there's yeah. two but if separate you, vaccines, right? There's a chicken pox vaccine and a shingles vaccine. Yeah. So if you've already had chicken pox, the shingles vaccine does something good for you, right? Yeah. But oh, I thought we were talking about like, the chicken pox vaccine. Well, but do you have to be yes. old to get the shingles vaccine? I feel no, like no, that's like I don't know if you thing. have to be old. I don't know. I thought it like, could we get it? I know. I'm like, sure. I don't want shingles. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> I, don't I just don't think that we're Can very likely to get it. But we've all had chicken yeah. pox, so we are likely to get it. I think it, it might be something that it. like you're mm-hmm. you're not likely to get it right now. So if you got the vaccine now, you might need to get a booster mm-hmm. okay. later because right now you're not super susceptible. I'm just yeah, saying. I think get it more than once. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying things that, that I sense. think. Yeah. So if you're an immunologist, please tell us. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. But no, the chickenpox vaccine, I think if you got it as a child like they do now, you would be immune to both. Hmm. Because right. you never got it. You're not going to get You would shingles. never chickenpox. have to worry about shingles. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's not well, that seems dormant. like the good idea. It does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Unless, then this is anti-vax people. And this is not yeah. counting for like immunocompromised people. Right. Right. Because yeah. they're obviously yeah. need it. You know. They have a whole different thing to worry about. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was obviously enough that they spent all this money to create a vaccine that it was a problem enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, has anybody smelled or tasted this wine? Yeah, we better talk about that <laughs> I've wine. I've been tasting it a lot. <laughs> Let's get to the good stuff. I think it smells like buttered popcorn. Is anybody else getting that? Yeah. Just give mm-hmm. it a whiff. Oh, it's like a uh, kettle corn almost. I don't. I think kettle it does corn? smell like buttered popcorn, but I don't really like the smell. But I like the taste of it. <laughs> it I don't it necessarily smells like, a like the smell either. You know where it's like totally buttery and buttery. Yeah. Yep, but it doesn't taste like that. No, no it doesn't. That, oh, pick it up. Where Jen has to um, live vicariously <laughs> it through us. It smells like tasting. caramel. Oh, really? Right there, you go. Like kettle corn. Yeah, there you go. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Connection. Um, also, apricot. <laughs> oh, Takeshi. He always is, has like the final say. This is what it smells like, and I'm. This right. is actually what it is. But but is it or is it just suggestion? <laughs> guess everyone. But now what the answer actually is is apricot and caramel corn. Apricot and caramel corn. I don't know why I, I, I smell lemon. I will go with it. I like it. Now I have like a lemony scent too. Now I that too. now that you say that, I smell that. But I don't know if it's just because you said it. It was on the tip I of her tongue. It. I like taste it's the apricot. Smells a little yeah. like arrogant ass. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Love you, Takeshi. Totally getting a little bit. Well, so we have Jenny here as our special guest tonight, and she's a nurse on the neuro ICU unit in Southern California. And uh, so we're going to ask her a whole bunch of questions. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> You're ready. You're ready. <laughs> what do you do? What do you like about it? What don't you like about it? And what do the patients seem like? And what do the doctors seem like? And like what are the other nurses like? And just like tell us. Do you work 12 go. hours? Did you work eight hours? What kind of hospital nice, do you work in? Nice days. Can you, can you wear nail polish? Okay. Okay. That's too much. Okay. <laughs> go. <laughs> just tell no, us really. what your day looks like from like just start at the beginning of your day and tell us what it looks like. All right, so I uh, stroll into work at like 7.01 and I clock in and I get report. Actually, usually we do like a little team huddle and it's usually some funny like saying to like make the day go better, but it doesn't. <laughs> and, um, and then I get report and then I work in the neuro ICU, so we have to do um, a shift change um, neuro assessment with every patient to make sure that I'm seeing the same thing as the offgoing nurse. You know, so if there's a change, we can um, tell the providers because that's the only way you see it in neuro. You can't, there's nothing on the, like the monitors or like the heart monitors, nothing tells you. It's just like what you see. So we do that. And then the rest of the shift, we just kind of hope that nothing changes. At least like, for myself. <laughs> during your ongoing, offgoing shift assessment, what might be something that changes that you notice together? Um, it could be like we the basic neuro exam is here, Sarah. Let's do one. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me your name, Sarah. And what's your last name, Hidgey. And where are you? 
at the Laugh Cellar. And why are you here? Because we're doing a podcast, duh. (laughs) (laughs) Did I pass? Yes. And uh, tell me the date. Um, <laughs> this is the one that August gets everybody. Six is it the sixth? Yes. Close enough. 2018. It is a six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a plus. All right. Yay! And then y'all can't see this, but I'm gonna say, push me towards you. I'm holding her hands. Pull me towards you. Push me away. Yeah. And then I do the <laughs> same thing strong. on the feet. And then that that's the basics of it. Like. It's just to get an understanding that, like, you know where you are and your surroundings and that you can move all your extremities. Okay. So if it's, a, if it's an actual stroke or something, like, more serious, then there's an extended exam. But that's a very basic so exam. So you're saying if you already know somebody can't use the left side of their body, then you might have to do something different for handoff, like... Yeah, no, if we know that they can't use it, we just know that they can't use it and we don't even ask them to. Mm-hmm. But, but like we still do like the exam as like a uh just to make sure that we're all getting the same picture. Mm-hmm. You know, cuz like I could judge something, I could judge judge somebody as being stronger than like ceramite. Mm-hmm. You know, like based on like how they like uh push and pull and their grasp. Mm-hmm. Like I it, it could be different. You know, everybody's... But I I think what she was trying to say earlier is if the person has had a stroke, you're going to do a more in-depth assessment than just that. Oh, absolutely. It depends on what type of stroke they have. Right. So depending on where it is in the brain, we focus on that, like where the deficits would be based on where the stroke is. And they might have changes too, in a good way, right? And well, yeah, yeah, and it's so much fun when like I see patients that like... All of a sudden, they can move their arm, and they couldn't move it before. Oh my God! It's like somebody's birthday. That's so cool. So exciting! You're like, fuck yes! <laughs> you just moved your arm, and you haven't been able to do that for a week. Like this is awesome. Yeah, that's, that's cool. cool. Yeah. So, what types of patients do you see for the most part? Just st- mostly stroke patients, or like car accidents, or? Um. So, because my hospital, uh, we are a trauma center and a stroke center. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't see traumas, so I don't see mm-hmm. like car accidents mm-hmm. and like those kind of head traumas. Mm-hmm. But I see a lot of. Um, I'm in Southern California, and so we see a lot of bleeds from like uh, Mexico patients that don't have the best health care mm-hmm. and so they have chronic hypertension mm-hmm. and then they end up with bleeds because their mm-hmm. blood pressure is too high and like an aneurysm I mean, yeah basically yeah. it's kind of like you know that saying like you what is it like you bust a gasket like oh yeah oh blow, 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 blow a gasket, <laughs> blow a yeah. gasket. Yes, that's <laughs> don't like, blow your own yeah. Yeah. yeah like you blow a gasket like mm-hmm. that's a lot of what mm-hmm. the patients that I see are like they, they come from Mexico, they don't have good health care, and they have these huge bleeds in their brains oh because gosh. their blood pressure is too high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it sucks because if they had access to even, right. like... If they had primary care, some, primary, like, like, like preventative I mean, health care. Even, like, basic yeah. primary care, yeah. Right, like, right. We, even, we even had one kid that was, like, in his 40s, you know, that was, like... Yeah, I went to my doctor and this was in Mexico on the border. Like, yeah, my blood pressure was high. It was like 180s over 90s. And the guy was like, 
just keep like controlling your diet and it'll be fine. Oh dear. Which is crazy because in the US you're like, no, that's way too high. You know, and then he did. He had a huge stroke and he's, I don't think he's ever going to recover. Like he's in some like long term care facility now. And that sucks. Oh my God, at 40? Yeah, that's the sad thing. Like a lot of the, it's so sad. A lot of the Mexican people are like, Really young, just on the border. Yeah, they don't have access. They don't have to good healthcare. prevention. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what it is. They don't have the preventative health care. So, how many patients do you take care of on your unit? Um, I'm personally only responsible for two at a time. Okay. And if um, if it's somebody who just had like an ischemic stroke and they had TPA, which probably something we could go into. Mm-hmm. Let's um, do that. <laughs> they, <laughs> they are just for a few days. Mm-hmm. So an ischemic stroke is um, when there's an occlusion. So like you have too much plaque buildup. Um, I don't know. What else would cause? An actual just blood clot? Yeah, an actual just like a, yeah, just you just blockage. were born. You were just born with an aneurysm or something. Um, and there, and the blood is cut off to your brain supply, and that's a stroke when the the blood flow is cut cut off mm-hmm. to your brain. And with the yeah. plaque, brain. you're talking about like if there's too much plaque building up in your the walls of your arteries in your brain. So that's fat. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> or cholesterol. Basically. We should yeah. tell people cholesterol, yeah. mm-hmm. all the bad stuff, and then the trans it, fat. It bursts open, and then it's like that's a wound there stuff. inside of your <laughs> blood vessel. Yeah, so it's then like, wounds exactly. want to like scab; they want to heal. <laughs> so then they gather all the stu- the healing properties yeah. from your blood near it, and then that blocks off Ooh, the rest of the blood. Vessel. Is that something you guys have ever talked about about like the the clotting? Only in the heart. We've talked about it in the heart a little bit because we talked about antiplatelets and why. Because so it's, it's the same. Yeah. yeah, it's the same in the brain. Mm-hmm. Like you have to have the blood flowing, and if you have that that cascade of inflammatory factors that come in, then that's kind of when you get in trouble. Mm-hmm. So then, explain what they do. So let's say that happens, and there's a clot. Um, explain what TPA is. So TPA is called a clot busting drug. It is uh, tryptophan. I don't even know the actual I, name. It's a really long word. <laughs> like, that's long why they call it TPA. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's trans. Something altaplase. Yeah, transferrin altaplase. Yeah, it's a long word, like but it is. It is actually a drug that will break up the clot. Like you've heard of heparin and coumadin and like those things. Yeah. Those don't like bust the clot, but TPA will like bust the clot right now. Hang on. Tissue plasminogen activator. There we That's go. It. That's it. That's not even Yeah, that wasn't too bad. I thought it would be. Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> and that is the like activator. <laughs> that shit will, like Jen, you work, like have you had to, um, have you had a, like a pick line that's been like oh, yeah. clotted and mm-hmm. you put that in it and yes. it works immediately. Yeah. Like it will break up any clot. And how does so, it do that? Does it like um, stop the ability to, what does it do to break it, up clots? Base, my understanding, I don't know all of it, but my understanding is that it basically just breaks down every single clotting factor. Mm-mm-mm. Like there is, there's, it stops all the clotting factors in your body, which in turn, is a very high risk mm-hmm. for bleeding. Mm-hmm. 
So, so you're unblocking this clot in the brain with so something that could cause you yeah. to bleed. So you're hoping so you're it break, Yeah. So yeah. you're breaking up this little clot in the brain, and it um it resumes the blood flow. But then that also means your blood is really thin. So like if I punch Sarah, like just a little punch after that, she's going to bleed like crazy. Mm-hmm. Like she's going to have a huge bruise. And like if you cut yourself shaving, like you could mm-hmm. bleed out and die just because it's that. Like it makes your blood so thin. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've just had a stroke and had TPA, don't, don't shave, shave your legs. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter because you're in the hospital no, and we won't. won't let you. <laughs> You but we also, will not let you. <laughs> and and also talk about how not everyone qualifies. So if you are going into oh, yeah, the hospital point and you have a stroke and it's within thirty minutes, so or the um, I bu- oh man, I forget actually what it is now. Is it is it an hour or is it less? What the the last known normal? I can't remember because I'm in the ICU now, so like I don't mm-hmm. get them. And when I worked like in the ED. ER, like yeah. I I knew that number. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking oh, it's an hour it and a half. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm thinking it's they just increased it, so I'm thinking. It's oh, they increased 90 it. Minutes. That's right. Yeah. yeah, I think I did. I don't want to. I that. don't want to say any numbers because I don't remember. But the last known normal time is very important because that's how we base whether we can give you. What do you mean the last known normal time? So the last time that like I was talking to Sarah and she was normal and she was Mm -hmm. talking to me versus when that changed, she became like Mm -hmm. impaired, you know, because sometimes people like are asleep and then you wake them up and they're not talking. Right. And you're like, well, it could have been five hours ago. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It could have been happening while they sleep. Yeah. It could Mm -hmm. have been while. Yeah, exactly. So that's like, the last known normal is one of the most important things about having a stroke. So like if you have like somebody you think is having stroke symptoms, like take that time down mm-hmm. because that's <clears throat> one of the things that when you go to the ER, they're going to be like, when is the last known normal? Right. Mm-hmm. And then so they need that because the TPA also doesn't work after a certain amount of time. I guess, you know, I honestly am not really sure what the reasoning is for that, but there's, there's definitely like the studies um, on strokes have shown that like there's a window where the TPA will work, mm-hmm. but if you miss that window, then it's otherwise it's, it's too risk, risky. And then you're and then you're just yeah, yeah. You're, then you're just causing more problems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So and it, it has increased. I mean, like in the years that I've been a nurse, that time has increased. Mm-hmm. I don't know the numbers, which is kind of bad, but also like. I don't need to know. No, it's not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't need to because no. I'm not in that setting. In the ER, you need to know that. But yeah, that's kind of the like the justification is once you um, know the last known normal and that's when we decide if it's okay to give you the anti-thrombolytic. Much is TV. So tell us about some of the stroke signs. Some of the stroke signs. Yeah. Well, um, The main thing is, um, I would say the main stroke symptom is probably like people talking funny, like they can't get their words out. Um, They can't, like they're trying to tell you something, you can see that they know the right thing, but they just can't say it. Oh yeah, we were just talking about this today. Which one of us has aphasia? (laughs) There are two different types. There's the understanding type and the... (laughs) 
Yep. And Our, then the speaking type. Yes. So who had what? <laughs> no, we were talking about somebody we used to work oh, with. And, yeah. Uh, you're diagnosing. And she sounded cray cray. And I was like, uh, which one of us is having a stroke right now? Because you sound cray cray. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, oh my the, God. The, the, like the, ge- the general sign of a stroke is that you're going to have like one-sided weakness. Like you're going to be like your left arm and your left leg can't move or your right yeah. arm and your right leg. That's like the main symptom. But there's very minimal signs too that like, you know, like Sarah, repeat after me. It's always sunny in San Diego. It's always sunny in San Diego. Sometimes patients can't do that. And when they can, again. it means <laughs> it, it means that they're having a, like a stroke, like because the way your the way the strokes happen in your brain, like they um, what am I trying to say? They like uh, stop things from happening in like the certain parts, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not getting and oxygen the and blood flow. Made. It's not getting the blood flow. It's not getting the blood flow to and certain it's like they parts want of to your do brain, it and they can't. Yeah. Oh man, I had a patient just recently that was like, he was a chatty Kathy, like me and Sarah. I even told Sarah, I was like, oh my God, this guy is so chatty Kathy. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to talk nonstop like us. And then, but he was aphasic. So he couldn't, he was um, expressive aphasia and he couldn't get his words out. So expressive still, aphasia means you can't say what you mean but or you yes. can't expressive aphasia means that you you know what you want to say but your brain can't get like, your mouth formulate to those words mm-hmm. yeah so he kept trying to talk and he was like ah fuck never mind you know <laughs> he just kept like trying Aww. so hard but he just couldn't get the words out and it was so hard cuz his his brain is right. Like his mm. mind and what he's thinking and what he wants to say is totally right. But what's coming out is gibberish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And aphasia means can't. I don't. I don't actually know it's the like, definition. Yeah, it just means you can't talk. Not. Yeah. No ability to. It just. Well, I guess it. It's not necessarily the ability to talk because it could mean um, receptive because you can have mm-hmm. you can have and that's just like your facial receptive aphasia right? too. Like yeah. you can not um, like there's receptive aphasia where it's like I can say the right words, but I don't know what you're telling me, or it's like inappropriate yeah, words, yeah. right? So when you yeah. have patients that say really weird shit to you. It's mm-hmm. because they're try- they're like in their mind they're saying the right words but they're coming out wrong. It's like that motor cortex yeah. that like pushes them out wrong. Yeah. Or they really say things that are actually inappropriate, <laughs> and you're like, and okay, I'm gonna let that dicks. slide. I'm gonna let that slide because he had a stroke. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's you know, some it's like whether those patients that are like, are you a dick because you just had a stroke? <laughs> Yeah. And because it like in your frontal lobe or something, or are you, you just, just a dick? Yeah. Because you're or is a dick. that? Or are you actually a dick? That's going to go along with the word of the day I have for today too. Oh. So just hold on the that example. <laughs> what could it be? I'm so, so, Jenny, you were on a tele unit and trauma before. You you did some similar background nursing as I did. So going to a neuro ICU, how did you? Like, what was the training like? Because I'm curious about that because ICU seems super intense. So what do they do? How'd they teach you? Um, they throw you to the wolves and <laughs> <laughs> nobody dies. The usual way. <laughs> the 
thing way all nurses learn. <laughs> the old eating their young. I mean, like I, I actually thought that like okay, I'm at a I'm at a hospital that's a big deal. Like I'm gonna get really good training in this ICU, right? No, I got fucking thrown to the wolves, and it was just kind of like figured out. Really? I mean, I got. I had like three months of training, but I had a different nurse with me every time. And I, I, no, I felt like I got terrible training. Was there any classroom training? Did there I- was, there was. I had to do ICU training. It was like two or three eight hour days a week where we'd go and listen to lectures. Okay. But it's like that's listening something. to lectures. So, like, oh. <laughs> it's like listening to lectures. So, do you yeah. really listen? That's, that's tough. Who listens yeah. to that shit? Yeah, Especially like, when you've been a nurse it. for like 12 years. Like, do you really listen to that stuff? Um, I know. Yes. I know. Have you been yes, a nurse Sarah, for 12 you know? years? <laughs> Jenny, have you been a nurse for 12 years? Yeah. Oh, wait, you have too. No, I've only been a nurse for 10 years. Well, that's pretty close. I didn't huh. know. You've been a nurse two years longer than me. Yeah. That's why you're so much smarter. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, how does Jenny know so much more She's than a veteran me? here. What a the bitch. old nurse. She's so smart. <laughs> yeah, I know. What, what made you want to go to neuro? Just try um, something new, or it was the only ICU job that was hiring. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did not want neuro at all. Really, but it was the only ICU that was hiring. But you wanted ICU. Yeah, I just yeah. I, I'd been working on the floor for like ten years, and I was like over it. Mm-hmm. So said I have to go to ICU. Do you think now you'd stick with this ICU or would you explore anything else? Oh, I definitely don't want to do it forever. <laughs> <laughs> what don't That's you true. like but about it? I don't it? know. I um what don't I like about it? I don't like that I can't go in hungover. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's like, you know, it's only three days a week, but like seriously, like the times that I've gone in hungover, I'm like, and it is 12 hour days. I would rather, I would rather have stayed home last night. Wait, okay. is it nights? Oh, no, and I'm talking about I work night shift. Yeah, and I she's go still hungover. hungover. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's one reason I work night shift, because you're not hungover, but no, I get it. But, yeah, I have, and I'm just like... <laughs> that's the thing, like, like, and I think maybe, like, the more experience I get in the ICU, like, other people come in hungover, and it's fine. But I'm like, I just, I don't feel like I know enough yet. <laughs> you can't fake it. I can't fake it yet. Yeah, I can't fake it yet. It's well, true. After like you know a few like five years, that like even before that, I was good at faking it. Yeah. Do you think that would be the same feeling in any ICU or just yeah. the neuro? No, I think any ICU because I think it's a nurse so in general. <laughs> yeah. Well, because you know I broke my ankle last year. You did. Oh, yeah. I did. Well, we all know. Sorry. <laughs> and so I was off work for six months. And when I back to, went back to work in the ICU, somebody like asked me to do something really simple. And I was like, I don't know how to do that. And she gave me this like really crazy look. And I was like, I haven't been in ICU long enough to like for it to be like normal for me, you know? Yeah, what just was a routine it? thing that yeah, you do. Yeah, it was something super routine. It was just drawing lo- blood off of an A-line, which mm-hmm. is like, 
one of the most simple fucking things you do in the ICU. It's like very simple. And I was like, uh, can you tell me how to do that again? <laughs> and this girl was 12 years younger than me too. <laughs> she was like, uh, what? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. But, I mean, you had only been in the neuro ICU a couple months before you broke your ankle. Yeah, only like a year. <laughs> I thought it was only a couple no, months. No, only no. like a year. I think if you've ever been gone, no, 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 no. six was, months. It was a long time, but like, it was just, it was stuff that was so new to me when I started yeah. there that That's I was just like, to yeah. show you. But I think if you haven't, if you've been out of work anyway for six months, things mm-hmm. feel foreign. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And then, yeah. and then after, within like a week of being back, I was like, oh yeah, you know, it all came back to me yeah. immediately. But like that first couple days, was I was like, long ago, but it's all coming back to me. <laughs> oh, you know that song. Of course. Fucking cheers you. Also, speaking, so I I haven't done a debutamine <laughs> stress test for a while, which mm-hmm. I had to do today. Oh, yeah. So it's been, I don't know, like two months. It just keeps falling on Jessica. Poor Jessica. She's always nurse of the day when we have a stress test in That's the office. good for her, though, because then I she gets good to learn. Her. So she asked me today, can I go in and do the IV and try to practice? Because she's not used to doing IVs on... Actually, I don't think on anybody. Yay, good job, Jessica. I commend you for asking that. Yeah, so I was like, of course, you know, she didn't get it, but she tried, which is great. (laughs) (laughs) And then and then I felt so bad because I probably got the best IV I've ever done in like two seconds. I like just pull push it right in and (laughs) then. It's not the best feeling. And I was like, but I felt bad. I was like, oh sorry, Jess. Like sorry, not not, sorry. Not well, I but I didn't want to make her feel yeah. Anyway. Um yeah, but but I was doing it and um (laughs) The, the I just hadn't done it for a couple of months and even that short amount of time I kind of felt like I I kind of stared at my sheet being like what do I need to plug into the pump and what am I doing again like mm-hmm. wait am I doing that or that and I like did the wrong thing at first and anyway and then of course it's like occlusion occlusion and we looked I mean we had like so four annoying. people like oh. there's no bubble in here any of the oldest IV pump times. ever yeah mm-hmm. oh IV pump yeah. is Denver the last dinosaur <laughs> it's 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 old. I remember um, that poem. It works, but you know, we should just say then so it doesn't work or maybe look <laughs> we were. Just accidentally drop it and I mean, you know, I'm such a, a champion for this pump. I want him to be there forever. <laughs> it works sometimes and that's enough of the time. <laughs> but we feel I so like fancy. Anyway, my point was just being out of work a couple or not doing something for just a short amount of time, you're like, there's so much you have to know and it's involved, then you're like it's so simple and I've done this a million times and I just all of a sudden and standing there going, uh, yeah, what, that what? was exactly <laughs> what happened. My coworker was like, I got two days of orientation and she said, so you need to draw an ABG. And I was like, I don't know how to do that. Arterial blood. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Arterial. Off of a line that's already placed. And she was like, it's already oh, in the artery. Is that like okay. similar to a pick line draw? Uh, okay. So an so an arterial line is um, it's actually like it gives you the blood pressure mm-hmm. reading like at like at the minute. So we use it when we're mm-hmm. like titrating like um, any kind of drips, you know, any kind of pressors like or anything. cardiac drips. Yeah, yeah, cardiac drips. Like yeah, basically yeah. anything. Nasal drips. Keeping the. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping the blood pressure up or down, whichever you need. I know it's so crazy um, how they, but it's do like that. a, it's like it's a continuous read because it's in the arterial line. So how does that work though? It goes in through like the, 
We put it in through the arterial artery, usually around the wrist, um, and it gives us a constant reading of the blood pressure. So it has like a, a sensor in there or something that reads the yeah, is it like a There's little a catheter? man who's holding up a flag <laughs> and however um, never, far the flag oh, goes. I mean, I've never thought about it like it's that, but it's, it's just like, it's just like a catheter that goes in, like the doctor puts it in through the artery and it gives us a constant reading. Yeah. I know they do it in the, something in there. yeah, because I know I've seen it in the ICU and then I've seen it or went in the OR. I know yeah, they that, do that's it. Yeah, that's because we'll have patients. in the OR in the ICU. Yeah. yeah, patients that come back that they took it out already. But, yeah, and so yeah. it gives us a, con- mm-hmm. a a continuous reading of the blood pressure, and that's mm-hmm. what we titrate the drips off of. Yeah, but mm-hmm. also it's really convenient because it's got a nice little like vamp and like like stopper that you can like pull back, draw blood off of it. And then push it back. So it's like, you know, if you have a pick line where you mm-hmm. like, you draw back and then you, I guess the old school days are where you like saved that blood and then you did oh, whatever, you yeah. give the drug and then you push it back in. Oh, yeah, yeah, super yeah. old. So that's super right. old school. Yeah. yeah. So with the A line, you, it never leaves the, mm, the system. The system. Mm-hmm. So it's like a system where you like pull back, you turn a, like a stopcock you draw like whatever you need off of it and then so you could draw it. any lab you can draw any yeah. lab an abg mm. or anything else you can draw so what's a vamp is it like the little container that you're pulling it into yeah it's like it's a little container that like it's a little container mm. that's on the line and you just pull it back mm. and it draws the blood back because the arterial pressure is like pushing the line mm. out like you like if um you hear about like um, I don't know if you've like seen on movies or something where like somebody cuts like the carotid, you know, and it gushes neck out. Artery. Oh yeah, you know, <laughs> like that carotid artery, like they cut the neck artery and it gushes out because it's an artery, so it's pushing, it's pushing, it's mm-hmm. always pushing. Arteries going pressure. away from the heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so the so the the blood flow from the artery is like much stronger and it's pushing, it's pushing. But like the veins where you put a regular IV in, it's going towards the heart because it's the non-oxygenated blood and it's going back in. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's yeah. not pushing out against anything. Yeah. yeah, so like when you, you know, you like somebody pulls an IV out and like, yeah, it bleeds for a second. But like if you do it in an artery, it will gush. Yeah, mm-hmm. you don't want to cut your artery. No, definitely not. <laughs> Quick way to die. Yep. Don't, don't do it. So. Don't touch <laughs> it. <laughs> Let's do it right. So, Jen, I'm, I'm dying of curiosity. What's our word of the day? Oh, okay. Is it that time? I, I want to know. No, it's not that exciting. Well, I know. I got it all still, amped up. You said, what was it related to? Penis something? No, it was oh, <laughs> our story of somebody being a dick. It's oh, not penis. Or a patient dick. just. I thought it was going to be something dick. about dick. It was so just really okay. excited. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was, yes, that was last week's. Oh, I missed last week. The phylectomy. Oh, wait. Yeah. Yeah, that's chopping off a penis for purposeful reasons. <laughs> Surgical, Surgical removal. <laughs> chopping Why off a penis. Would, oh, like, like transgender yes, people? Yes. Okay. That's, that's exactly the thought yeah. process I went through. Why would oh, anyone do right. that? Or like people who do it to themselves, like in, I don't know, TV shows that there's real life people that have cut off their own penises. Yep. And oh other people God. we were talking how about. How did you not? How do you not? Okay, anyway. Yeah, off, I know. No. Off topic. That Wait, how horrible. do you not what? How do you not like faint? Oh, I don't know. When you cut your own dick off? Of the pain. <laughs> because... 
because you must be on a high amount of drugs or something. Yeah, maybe they're they're pretty high. Man, (laughs) maybe they're like the drugs made me do it. (laughs) Right. Okay, go ahead. Um, So this one is pseudomania, and it has three very similar meanings. Yes, you may. You think you're crazy, but you're not. You're faking craziness. My guess is that you're such an asshole. People don't know if you're crazy or. If it's real. I think all these would fit. <laughs> yeah. So pseudomania, it says one, one of the definitions is fictitious mental disorder. Fictitious? Yep. You're faking yeah, it. You're faking it. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Two is mental disorder in which the patient falsely claims to have committed a crime. Hmm. And three is morbid impulse hmm. to lie. Huh. So, you know, they're all related. So I was thinking if there was a patient that faked he had a stroke and he was saying all those inappropriate things. You could say, this is pseudomania. <laughs> I'm going to diagnose you with pseudomania. I see right through yeah. you. You know what that reminds me you of? You have nothing wrong in your brain right now. So this is pseudomania. Your scan is normal. <laughs> You're totally fine, girl. Yeah. It reminds me of those mothers that like... Um, Fake that their kids have oh, conditions yeah. so that they oh, get yeah. Munchausen's. Yeah. Munchausen's. Yeah, that's yes. a great. We'll have to talk about that sometime. Munchausen's by proxy. Yeah. Oh yeah, by proxy. Oh, I definitely. Have but that's like. <laughs> that before. Oh, I thought you said you oh, had that. Bro. No, I've had. <laughs> <laughs> you had patience. Yeah, uh, I've no, seen I mild cases. Definitely that's have patience. Crazy. Yeah, I know. Wow. It is crazy. But yes, that it's is a very fascinating. Like it actually is Sick crazy, thing. and let's not judge them for it. No, I'm just <laughs> no, we're no, gonna no, judge no, you. you crazy. <laughs> we should choose a better word. It's not crazy. It's fascinating, and it is fascinating. terrifying at the same yeah. time. Yeah, no, it's no. interesting. It's but all really, those things. You know, it's I feel all like, those things. I feel like we should just have like one episode where we just talk about like mental disor- disorders. Totally. Do we know any psych nurses? I don't um, have any psych nurse. No, but I'm sure friends. even in the ED, I'm sure they see a lot. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Do you have an ED friend? I do have an ED friend. Not erectile dysfunction, but disorder. I do. (laughs) So many people. I know lots of men with psychiatric (laughs) disorders. So many people with psych disorders. I think I get that's what you said. You know. Yeah, but we'd have to have like each one as a guest, like all in one episode, which would just be nuts. So let's like. I feel like my last three boyfriends could probably come on psychiatric disorder. Yeah. Are they diagnosed though? Not officially. You're like I'm a nurse. I can diagnose that. We can't officially, but your what's your nursing diagnosis? Oh yeah, we could definitely give some nursing diagnoses. I wonder I mean, if I still hosp- have that book. Hospitals get paid off nursing diagnoses these days, right? Yep, <laughs> yes, that's true. That's why nurse charting is so important. They're like, if you don't Ugh. chart this, we're not going to get paid. That seems like bullshit, right? Yeah. Too bad nurses the nurse don't doesn't get chart such and such, the hospital doesn't get paid. So we should get paid more. We should. We should get paid <laughs> more so for what we I chart. Something I don't do, you're still going to get paid? Right. Or, mm. uh, yeah, you're telling if me If I lie. don't chart something I don't get time to do, are you going to give me more resources to do it? No. Nope. You're just going to give me mm-hmm. a harder time for not doing I think it. That's mm-hmm. the problem is that, like, we, we lie and we, like, make ends meet. You know, to get things done. But in reality, we should just be like, I didn't have time. Mm -hmm. And if Uh, we do say that, and I feel like they just don't listen, you know? Yeah. No, I I feel like it's it's like, I don't know, like we're in union negotiations right now. And so we're definitely more like, yeah, I'm not doing anything extra. Yeah. Like, I'm, I mean, obviously, we're going to do whatever to help the patient. Yeah. All the extra stuff, we're like, no. 
No, I know. If every nurse, I don't care if you get your certification. Like, you know, hospital, you can fuck yourself. Like, I know, and I don't know why it's all the hospitals. I swear, I know it's all the same. Yeah, all the same story. It's all the same story everywhere in Mm -hmm. the whole country because we both worked throughout the country, and it's the same. It is. is. The it's insurance the reimbursement is fucked. That's why. Yeah. Because insurance companies it. are yeah. ruining yeah. this country. That's what the problem is. That's yep. what basically, yeah, nursing is about is whatever you can do that insurance will reimburse us for. Mm-hmm. Yep. You yeah. just have to, to make chart money, money. whatever, reins- whatever <laughs> insurance will reimburse us for. And that's fucked sick. up. It's but sick. also that's what patients are demanding because they want to see... Um, a customer service level mm-hmm. that they're accepting of. And so that's part of what's causing, causing this yeah. need the for H us caps. to chart we'll all to talk the about that. things that don't, don't really matter. So yeah. someday we'll talk about the H caps. I don't even know what that means. Oh, Ew. well, good. We'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah, Jenny knows. She's like, ew. No, I know, I know what it is and I yeah. hate it. I think it's stupid. That's because it's so all mean. the hospital stuff, basically. No. So, yeah. yeah. We'll bitch about that later. I'm so glad I don't work in a hospital. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh. This is yeah, making, we're making it sound really I mean, great. It's, <laughs> it's making me really appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you got your goods in your bed. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah, definitely good for things, sure. but sure. it's just, you don't. Yeah, at the office, it's a little more like laid back. It's just you and the doctors. You don't have to worry about all those other people. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you have, and yeah. you for the most part have time to like follow through on what you're doing to actually help somebody. And you're not, you know, for the most part. Yeah, my patients, I don't like once they leave the ICU, I don't see them. Mm-hmm. And like there have been a couple patients where like I like kind of got close to their families because they were in ICU for like three weeks, and then they leave. And then I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's kind of sad. I it's know. like, oh man, like you were sick as fuck. Like you were like pretty much dead. Yeah. When I took care you of you. You get to see them get well. Yeah. It's so cool. And it's like, it's really cool when they do come back. So if you're a patient, please come back and see the nurses because we love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> come and visit. Because I really yeah. do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, let I, us know if you lived. The yes. rest of the hospitalization. Please yes. come back to the hospital and like all the nurses in the Not hospital. Not as a patient, but as a yeah, <laughs> but we do love it. Like yeah. I can get it where like people are like, oh, that like I'm sure the nurses don't care about me, but we do. Mm-hmm. Like. There is not one patient that I've taken care of that I wouldn't be super excited yeah. if they came back to the ICU one day and they were like, look at me, I'm walking. I'm up on two legs. I'm fucking walking and walking around. Yeah, those are the stories we want yeah. to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, like mm-hmm. nobody, but nobody ever comes back and does that except for like the really, really crazy cases. <laughs> and I'm like, man. Not the crazy people. Like all, everybody. Like, <laughs> the nut cases. Anybody that has had a stroke and has been in the ICU and in the hospital for a couple years and recovered, please come back. Like, tell us. Like, we want to see. Like, it sucks because we see the worst. Mm -hmm. We see only the worst. And I think that's one of the things I hate about ICU the most is that I see the worst in people. Like, when When they're at the worst. Yeah, and I'm like, why are we even doing anything for these people? Mm -hmm. Like, why? Like, it's hopeless, you know? And then there are those cases where they end up not being hopeless. Yeah. And then they're totally, like, have a real, like, normal life afterwards. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's, that's surprising. That's what keeps us as, like, 
neuro ICU nurses going is to see that because if all we see is people dying and like, well, there's no reason for us to fight for any of this. Like we want to see the people that come back and that we can be like, yeah, like there's a reason that we fight for, Mm -hmm. you know, these lives that look like they're hopeless. Those are the happy stories. Yeah. Yeah. We love that. Well, Jen, Good. thank you for coming on our podcast. Yeah, yeah. thanks for sharing your story. Hopefully, come it's back really again. Yeah, that would be really fun. We'll talk about age caps. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That doesn't sound that fun. I know, but she has lots to say about <laughs> but it too. It's I'm important. Sure. Yes, I guess. I don't know. It's I don't important know it so we can explain what we can do better in sure. the hospital. Well, and so yeah. that like the people out there that aren't nurses can understand yeah. uh, what we do and what those scores mean. Yeah. Because I think people definitely, you know, yeah, people think that like, oh, I'm going to give you a zero because you didn't answer my call bell right away. So it's basically a survey. But it's like the way we get, the hospital gets paid. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so like, and they only get paid on like, perfect scores. Yeah. You have to say you're always perfect. How much do you want your hospital, your local hospital to get paid? Yeah. Well, then you better answer the survey. You better answer one. Yeah, because if you give us zeros, we're going to get no money. It's and not, then this hospital is going to share. It's, it's not going to make your care any better. It's going to make your care worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing that's wrong about it. Yeah, that's, it's so wrong. wrong about it. So wrong. Anyway, Because we'll we're not going to get reimbursed, and so we're just going to... So we won't have more help, and it will continue to go to shit. <laughs> Well, on that happy note, <laughs> thank you all for listening. And please write to us and share your uh, comments about age caps or neuro exams or whatever the fuck you want uh, at wwnurses at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at, at whiningwnurses. Whining spelled W I N N I N. W I N I N G. Wine isn't wine. We're also on Facebook, Facebook.com slash whining W nurses. Oh, we're on Instagram too. I think it's whining W nurses. I don't know. Just fucking find us on Instagram. It's not that hard, people. You can look at it and then you'll find us there. And we'll see you in a week for all the same old shit. Don't forget, you can subscribe to us on. Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Please subscribe and review. Yes. Takeshi is so serious right now. You guys are serious. So good. You better do it. He's going to be so mad at all of us if you don't. (laughs) (laughs) So please do it so we don't get in trouble with Takeshi. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers.